Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Well, welcome back, friends, to the Abiding Free podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have a very special guest with me today. And before I introduce him, just want to remind those of you that have been here, we've been going through a four-week series on Ecclesiastes. And for those of you that are new, welcome. We would definitely recommend you go back and hear that series. But even if you haven't, this is going to be an incredibly powerful episode today. And just to give a little context of how I met our guest today, John Gerlach, um, about six weeks ago, I was listening to a sermon by Francis Chan, and he told a story about a man who died at a funeral. And I don't want to share too many details. Um, I know that sounds like a tragic story, but there is beautiful redemption in it. And I really believe it just highlights one of the main themes of Ecclesiastes. And so without going into any more detail, I want to introduce to you this man's son who was at the funeral. His name is John Gerlach, and he was born in Encino, California. He grew up in Simi Valley, went to L.A. Baptist High School. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications and went to Cal Lutheran University. John is currently an insurance owner and broker at Gerlach and Associates, and he has two boys from a previous marriage, ages 25 and 32. And John is currently engaged and has a 17-year-old stepdaughter and cannot wait to have him here. So thank you so much, John, for joining us on the podcast. Well, Kristen, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, telling you uh, the story about my uh, father. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking it'd be great before even we talk about what happened on that day um, that he passed away at the funeral. Could you just tell us a little bit about the person your dad was and, you know, basically who he was leading up to this day? Yeah, he was just a wonderful man. You know, you can't choose your parents. My mother was great too. They were just total believers. Loved the family. I have three brothers, and they just raised us in, you know, in in the right direction with the Lord being number one in our family. He was a, a coach uh, at Simi Valley High at the oldest location. He was the athletic director and and football coach. Hmm. So, you know, mentoring all his players and and all his players looked up to him. And there's stories of of many of the players later in years that would come and see him, and he would almost counsel them and just you know set them in the right direction. But uh, and then he decided, you know, I can't make a ton of money. I want to provide for my family. So he went into the insurance business and uh, was in that the rest of his life until his death. So he was just just a great man and very lucky to have a father like that. Yeah, wow. Thank you for sharing that. What, yeah, what did you see as far as his relationship with God, and how was that a part of his life? I mean, God was number one. He uh, early in the early years, he was looking for a church. We ended up at First Christian Church of Thousand Oaks. Uh, Pastor John Greenlee was there, and and that's where we grew up. It was great. Jesus Christ was number one in his life, and that's what he instilled in our lives, in my life. And uh, we were just, again, very lucky to have a uh, a father like that. Mm, wow. What a legacy. Um, thank you for sharing that about him. Well, John, so yeah, now take us to maybe the obviously leading up to this funeral. And, you know, from what I understand and would love to hear the details is that your dad and you and your family were invited to a funeral. Is this correct? And he was also asked to speak at it. Yeah. In fact, the funeral was for his secretary uh, that he had for pretty much the whole time in his career. Uh, her husband died uh, of cancer, and so uh, she asked him to do the eulogy at his uh, service. And prior to the service, uh, he was visiting Joe, that was his name, and he would visit him at the Simi Valley Hospital probably every week. And he witnessed to him, and the story is that Joe did accept the Lord. <gasps> wow, I didn't know that part. Oh, Pretty cool. So no, I don't know if everybody knows that story, but you know. And so, what happened was then he was doing the eulogy, and he was, uh, you know, I was sitting in the row, and two of my brothers were there, and my mom, and so he was just saying, you know, Joe and Lorraine, and they just led a really fun life. They like to travel together. They they really enjoyed life, and just you never know when you're going to go. Life is short. You never know when you're going to die. And he read the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. However, it is written, no eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh. Sat down and uh, right in front of me, kind of grabbed his heart and fell wow. down right there behind the hospital. And the nurses jumped on him that 
all the nurses knew him because they were there at the funeral and, and they met him when he was visiting Joe. They jumped on him, ran him over to the emergency room. They got him over to the emergency room, worked on him for a half hour, and he never he never recovered. So, uh, oh, and that wow. that was it. It was an unbelievable event. Sad at first for me, and then, of course, an amazing story as we sit here today. I mean, wow. I just have tears. I am so sorry for your loss. I, again, I know it's been some years, but I'm sure there's always a part of you that misses your dad and, and there's sorrow over that. But then just, yeah, the context of his his passing. And so just want to be clear. So like, did he pretty much sit down and it happened almost right after he sat down or was he sitting for a little bit or? Right after. Wow. Oh my goodness. And so, um, and then I know at least from Francis's, from what I heard, he, you called him to come over to be with your family. And can you tell us about what happened there? Yeah, he, he came over and, and, you know, he prayed with the family and consoled my mom and all of us. And he said, you know, John, wow, your dad was just witnessing to the, to the Lord and boom, now he's in paradise with him right next to him praising and worshiping him. So what an amazing statement, which is so true. Uh, That's what we all long for in our life. That's our hope of eternity and paradise and no more pain, no more suffering. So yeah, just pretty amazing. And then then we prepared for our, you know, our service uh, for him. Yeah. Wow. So one of the things I was actually moved most by was what I heard that you said to Francis, from what I understand, you with tears said to Francis, did you hear what happened? And I'm going to cry just saying it, but I'm so proud of my dad. He was doing what he loved most and he was sharing the gospel. Uh, yeah, I did say that. So that was very emotional. Wow. Yeah. But rejoiceful, incredible. Yeah. You know, that's what he, that's what he loved doing. Loving people and, you know, witnessing to them about our Savior, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, wow. It's just just such a powerful story. Um, You know, it's just so interesting as I was thinking about, you know, our interview today and, and again, just the book of Ecclesiastes. One thing that, you know, I'm reading right now is just in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 7, verse 2, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. And I just, as I was thinking about, yeah, our interview, it it, it does just hit you that what happened, and please, I hope this isn't insensitive to, to how hard it must have been to see it as well, but people being at that funeral that day and even seeing your dad pass away was actually a gift from God because it made so many people, including myself here years later, you know, take death and our destiny, you know, to heart. And um, I, I hope this isn't insensitive, but Francis in the in the sermon, when he shared your story about your dad last month, you know, Francis, he has quite a sense of humor. And he said, I couldn't just help think about what an amazing sermon illustration. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, wow, to think God did that. And it was a gift to others that the tragedy of your dad passing was also a gift to um, really wake people up. And so, wow, 
Yeah, I truly believe, totally believe that God used him in that way because uh, not only the people, there wasn't a ton of people at the funeral, but when we did his celebration of life, I, I couldn't believe how many people were there. And we use it as as a total witness and call to Christ. We asked people that if they wanted to come to Christ. And I know a lot of people came to Christ after that celebration. Wow. Ugh. One of my friends, and he knew my dad as well. He had a, a office in the building we had an office in. Uh, he came to the Lord through this event. And what's amazing, and I'd like to tell this part of the uh, celebration, there were a lot of people that spoke that were friends that came up. And one of his friends came up and he said, hello, everybody. My name is Hal Golden. I'm a Jew. But today I stand here as a Christian because <gasps> of lock. Wow. And this gentleman, yeah, this gentleman was a friend of his for years, and my dad would just love on him and witness to him, and they were good friends. And we had a condo down in Malibu, and we would leave on Sundays in the car, all four of us, my brothers, my mom, go to church. And where are you going, Stan? Oh, we're going to church. And we, you know, so he saw the commitment that my dad had to the Lord, and he just then eventually uh, came to the Lord, which was amazing. So you know, that his story was a full witness of his faith. So that touched a lot of people, I'm sure, as well. And then talking to Francis even 10 years ago when he said he put my dad's story in the book, Crazy Love, I said, yeah. wow, Francis, what do you think? How many people have heard my dad's story now? Half a million, a million? I mean, you, you, you've sold a lot of these books. And yeah. it continues. You know, so every time somebody reads the book or we do this podcast or we, he does a sermon, because he's always done several sermons on this, um, it, we've reached uh, millions of people. Yeah. Wow. I just, yeah, on a very personal note, I shared that, you know, I, I, it's funny, I read Crazy Love years ago and it, it, I, I'm sure that story impacted me and I, I was reminded of it when Francis shared it in the sermon la that I listened to. And, you know, just to say I was at a kind of just a, it just felt really dry, you know, spiritually and that, you know, Francis is just a man, but one of the things he's gifted with is just stirring up a hunger for God. Yeah. And Absolutely. so listening, yeah, and listening to your dad's story just sparked this hunger and desire to live for what's meaningful and to share it with others and to be bold in the way in which he did and to take those opportunities and um, just thank you for being willing to continue to share his story and just so grateful for how it impacted me personally. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I share the story a lot when there's an opportunity. I just, I just sh uh, shared it again with a group of guys last week because it, it comes up and somebody, has, you know, we're sitting there all smoking cigars after our uh, golf round and, you know, so it just came up. And so uh, I wow. get the story a lot. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's it's a very disarming way to share the gospel because you're just you're sharing about your dad's death and people are sympathetic to that. And so I feel like it's all yeah, it's a it's a great story to share with people that maybe don't know God and 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 they're willing to listen to it. And that part is beautiful. I also just want to say one thing that I remember Francis sharing about from what I understand, your family had asked him, you know, could you share a word with us? And he shared that 
the verse that God put on his heart about your dad, it's here in Matthew 10, 32. And it says this, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. And Francis was just sharing how when your dad passed, that was what came to his mind was like very second that your dad passed. I mean, it just tears me up. Um, Jesus was acknowledging him before the father. And isn't that what we want in life? You know, and as we're studying this, we've studied through this book of Ecclesiastes. It's like this cynical preacher who he's looking at life from a human lens and feeling like it's meaningless, you know, and yet he believes in God. And so, you know, he also kind of shows us this other side that through God, all things are meaningful. And I just think like, I want my, all of my life to point to that, like your dad's life. I mean, every moment he was trying to take the opportunity to share about Christ. And so I just think he walked in a meaningful life and he's an example. Yeah. Amen. Um, kind of a interesting story, but I, so maybe about, I don't know, a few it was, well, it's during COVID, um, tragically had a friend pass away from an alcohol overdose. And uh, his wife asked me to speak at this funeral. And I I feel like I had a Stan Gerlach moment, even though at the time I didn't remember Stan Gerlach, but I was sh- speaking and I had had all my notes, you know, my nicely written notes. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about how, what I sounded <laughs> like. And, you know, you're just like distracted by all these things. And I just remember I had this moment where it was literally like toward the end of my message. And it was like the Holy Spirit basically said, put down your notes and just share the gospel. And I don't think it was eloquent or what it was, but it was, it was like that fire that I think probably your dad had of just in that moment of, gosh, we're sitting here at a funeral. Like this is, it's, it's why this is good to be at a funeral. And it's a good opportunity to, to make people think about death. And, but I have to say, I, I shared your dad's story yesterday with, yeah, a group of, of women from my church. We were in a, a little meeting and they all were crying and I was crying and six ladies were crying in this coffee shop about your dad's story. And, um, <laughs> and, and I said to them, you know, what a cool way to go. Just, you know, whatever we're doing to our last breath, declaring his praises. Yeah. Amen. Well, and just in closing, again, thank you so much, John. I guess I would just ask like one more question, like how, yeah, since then, it sounds like it's continues to impact you. And as you think about your dad, what do you think he would want to say even now to us? You know, if he could send a message <laughs> to us, um, obviously his life is a message, but is there anything else that you want to leave with us today? I think he would say the same thing. Life is short. Love and forgive and uh, serve others and just tell them about Christ. So just just love them till they ask why. I think that's Mm. what he would say. The message would be true today as it was back then. So Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Just want to leave with, yeah, another verse in Ecclesiastes. It says, God has set eternity in the hearts of men. And I think what Stan Gerlach really did is he spoke the truth, but it's truth that is already in everyone's heart. Like we're not actually speaking when we share, you know, the gospel and we do these things, we're not sharing to completely emptied hearts. Like God has written his truth 
on every person's heart. And so in a way, we're just speaking what's already there. And Stan stirred that up in, um, in a very powerful and impactful way. And so um, again, thank you, John. This was such an amazing interview with you. And I just so appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. <laughs> thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.